first light of the morning, I can see on flooring lying over me. In the first light of the This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for clicking play. Tell your friends about the podcast. Share it around on Twitter and Facebook if you like what you're hearing here. Uh, Let's get the word out. Let's spread the message a little bit and and see how far we can uh, get this thing to travel on the interwebs. Thank you so much for doing that. Last week, during a press conference... The president pushed back on the idea that Putin was outsmarting him on the world stage. He essentially said, we may be bad now, but boy, we are a lot better off than we were when Bush was here. World opinion about the United States was at a nadir. We were just barely above Russia at that time. And I think potentially slightly below China's. And... We were shedding 800,000 jobs a month and so on and so forth. Um, And today, we're the strongest large advanced economy in the world. Probably one of the few bright spots in the world economy. Uh, Our approval ratings have gone up. Well, that didn't sound true to me at all. My bias, and, and yes, we all have them. My bias said there's no way that's true. So I went looking for supporting evidence for the president's claims, and I found three polls, one by Gallup, one by Pew, and one by the BBC. And they all showed some improvement from 2008 in public opinion of the U.S. by citizens of those other Western countries. See, it's always important to check your bias. (laughs) Okay, so citizens in countries where opinion polls are allowed think we are a little better than we were before Obama. The question is, so what? Why is that important? What does that get us? And from what I can tell, nothing. See, here's the question I think is the more important one. Which of our allies trusts us more and is more willing to do things to help the United States since Obama took office? Which of our enemies fears us more and is less willing to do things to antagonize or hurt us? I can't really come up with a single example that fits either question. The best I can come up with in terms of improved international relations under this presidency is Vietnam. They are a former enemy. We began warming up our relationship with them in the late Clinton era and throughout the Bush presidency, and now we are signing a free trade deal with them as part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is a topic for another podcast. (laughs) We have opened up relations with Cuba for the first time since the Castros took power in the 50s, but if you listen to the rhetoric of the Castro brothers, that openness hasn't warmed their hearts any. So again, what what have we gotten for this? And I can't think of any other nation where our relationships have improved during this presidency. Certainly not among our key allies or our most ardent enemies. Let's go through the list. Let's start with our most important ally, Great Britain. No one 
talks about the special relationship anymore. Remember under Clinton and under Bush and the, and the, the British press especially, that special relationship. No one talks about it anymore. It's gone. While the public opinion polls may have approved in England, the diplomatic, strategic, and military relationship is not as strong as it once was. Ask yourself, what's more important, popularity or policy? Let's look at Israel. Our relationship with our closest ally in the Middle East is at its worst point. I think the president used the word nader, not Ralph Nader, but nadir, a low point. It's at its worst point since the 1950s when France was Israel's biggest ally. Netanyahu doesn't like Obama and vice versa. What's worse is the Israeli government has had to ask itself, does America really have our back? Our government has made a nuke deal with a nation that wants Israel annihilated. We've criticized them for defending their population from terrorist rocket attacks. Why would they still trust us? We screwed over Eastern Europe. One of the first things President Obama did when he came to power is to cancel the missile defense program we were putting in Poland and the Czech Republic in an effort to appease, I'm sorry, I mean um, reset relations with Russia. What did that get us? Nothing. What did it get Russia? Crimea and Eastern Ukraine. Naturally, the governments of Eastern Europe are wondering, how good of an ally are we really? Speaking of Russia, let's talk about our nation's enemies. Russia is flying bombers off both our coasts for the first time since the end of the Cold War. It has sent submarines into the Gulf of Mexico and the territorial waters of our ally Sweden. It has conquered territory through military invasion. It now has a military base on the Mediterranean Sea for the first time in world history. Russia is making propaganda videos and posting them online, talking about how evil the United States is, that we sow chaos around the world. And the sad part is, some of the points the Russians make in those videos are perfectly valid. China has built a naval base in the middle of the South China Sea, constructing a string of islands that didn't used to exist. They have invented islands. They can now use those bases to deny access to the South China Sea for the first time in history. They can directly threaten our friends in the Philippines, Taiwan, and Japan from those platforms, and we haven't even attempted to stop them. We flew a plane over it once. That was it. Iran is about to get billions of dollars back from us. What did we get in return? We got a promise that they wouldn't make nuclear weapons for at least 10 to 15 years. But we don't get to inspect them. We've gone from trust but verify to trust them to verify. They continue to chant death to America, and not just from the rabble on the street, but the leaders of that nation. Iraq is worse than when Obama took office, and it's completely the fault of his pulling our troops out too soon. That action has led directly to the rise of ISIS, the most brutal and dangerous terrorist organization in the world today. 
His lack of action in Syria allowed ISIS to continue to rise. His lack of decisive action allows them to continue to expand across the Middle East and North Africa. We're losing ground in Afghanistan because the Taliban know we are about to exit that country. They know they can fill the power vacuum we will leave behind. Really, the whole Middle East is worse under this president than when he entered office. Saudi Arabia doesn't trust our deal with Iran or how we responded to the Arab Spring. They have intentionally lowered international oil prices in a direct effort to cripple our own oil and gas industry. Egypt is still mad that we supported the Muslim Brotherhood during the Arab Spring rather than the government, which had been a steady partner for decades. Egypt will be conducting joint military operations with Russia next month. In Libya, the one rogue terrorist supporting dictator we had actually brought to heel without an invasion was Muammar Gaddafi. He had given us his weapons of mass destruction and was cooperating with America under Bush. So what did we do? We had him killed. Now, Libya is a chaotic mess and a recruiting ground for ISIS, and the message we've sent to every other dictator in the world is if you give up your weapons of mass destruction and cooperate with the Americans, they will kill you. Look, Assad didn't give up his WMDs, and he's still both alive and in power. The president has three public opinion polls he can point to that say he's better than Bush. And that appears to make the president happy. Not me. I don't see how those polls really matter in the real world. Again, I ask you, and, and if you can give me an example, I am open to hear it. Name one ally of ours that trusts us more or one enemy of ours that fears us more under Barack Obama's administration. I can't think of one. And there's no way that's good for America.